0: Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for week four in the NFL. Whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, or on iHeartRadio, we thank, host, thank you, and Happy Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. Oh, you know how it goes. We're going to go over the good, the bad, the are you fucking kidding me? We're going to give you likes, lookaheads, leans, maybe some early best bets. Uh, other than that, here we go, boys. Let's get into it.
1: And now it's time. For the good. Oh, that's good.
0: That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? All right, boys and girls, as always, we start with the good, and the good last week, plenty of it, Uh, start off with us in the NFL, 3-0 sweep of the board for FGH and the clients, gotta fucking love that, Uh, we had the Bills minus two and a half, Uh, Longhorn, why don't you give your take on why you like that pick?
1: On the, which one, the Bills? Yeah, the
0: Bills. Yeah, I mean, (laughs)
1: excuse me, just like I talked on the podcast, like if you are a professional- better then that that's just the that's the smash spot you have to take it it's hard to walk up there and make that bet when the team's coming off 70 points but you know uh that that's just the bet that you have to make and then we'll get into later how stupid i am and why i didn't do it
0: yep you absolutely do have to make that bet it's just an old school uh handicap and rule you gotta knock the hot team down. You just got to. It's the NFL, so it's not college football. You're not gonna fucking score seventy every week. It's not gonna happen. So, but doesn't mean does not mean that Miami's not a good team. They are, but their defense sucks out loud. Uh, so they're gonna have to try to get better there. Or you know, when that weather turns into his little arm gets frozen, or he gets a coconut knock on the head, it right. won't last long. Right, and he got hit.
1: Like I, I said, he wasn't going to get hurt this year, but he got. He, I mean, he. There was hesitation. Like I, I took notes this week, by the way, on all the games, and for the first time, there were hesitations for Tua, and that split hesitation is all it takes to take an unstoppable offense that that runs like a machine to what you saw yesterday. Um, but I will say, however, even with that, what what was the final score? Like they put up, uh, you know.
0: 21, they, I think, is what they put up.
1: Yeah, whatever they put, they're still they're gonna be they're gonna road race a fucking lot of teams, you know. But but uh, a really yeah, not good every team is up. Buffalo, right? <laughs> so yeah, he, he he can't take shots like that because he did get lit up a couple
0: times. All right. Other than that, we had the skins plus the eights. Uh, that one was more numbers driven, and the fact that Philly landed in the zero percent bucket. Uh, and the success of Washington in Philly, ATS now, boys and girls, eight three and one ATS since two thousand twelve. Longhorn, I don't know how to explain why Washington has so much success right. uh, in Philly. It's one of those things I don't really have a good reason, but it's a fucking thing. It is a thing.
1: Yeah, that's that's again just one of those professional handicapping bets that you have to make, even if you can't exactly explain it. Whatever, you know. Like I I wrote. Well, whatever. We'll get to that in the bad, of, about how I'm going to protect myself from being a fucking idiot in the future.
0: And the other thing, too, about that, and you and I talked about it during the week. You saw that number steam all the way up to nine. Uh, but I wasn't really worried about it because I threw the theory off you and you agreed with it that that was probably just the books protecting them from all the fucking Philly teaser money that they. I'm sure they were getting fucking hammered with. We were one of those that did the hammering, except <laughs> so we did it early on and got them all the way down to two. So all those poor bastards yeah. that, uh well, it didn't matter. They ended up covering it anyway, but they could have not very easily. Yeah, I
1: had some at two and two and a half. Uh, two quick notes on this one. Sam Howell is the most YOLO fucking quarterback I have ever seen in my life. I don't know how long this guy's career is going to last because the variance on this guy, I mean, you've just seen it in two weeks. The variance on this guy is either way the fuck up or way the fuck down, and he just does not give a fuck. Fuck. Like, I mean, he, he it doesn't matter if he threw a pick. He doesn't care. phases him none.
0: Uh, that's good and bad, whatever. But yeah, he, were, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. He literally reminds me, and it's not just because they wore the same uniform or they kind of look the same, but for that exact reason of exactly how they play, this is Kirk Cousins all over again. I think at one time really? in his Washington Redskins career, he had the most interceptions per pass thrown uh, through, I think, his first six starts or so. <laughs> that dude was just, he'd go sling it, man, and he'd fucking dive around, throw his body around, whatever it took. He was talking, just trying to keep RG3 off the field at that point. Yeah. And he just went and did it, man. And that's you got a lot of good Kirk Cousins in those early days, and you got a lot of fucking terrible Kirk Cousins in those early days. So I was trying to think of, like, when I was watching him, like, just what is his
1: comp? You know, like, just there's a lot of body size, and the way he uh like his mechanics and stuff comps that can fit. But the but the YOLO factor is like it's 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 a little different to find a a a good comp for him. But you know, maybe if it is Kirk Cousins, then I yeah. guess he's I guess he's ready to make three
0: hundred million dollars in his career. I don't know. I mean he's got that he's got that ceiling to him. He definitely does. They're drafted around the same spot mm-hmm. and like I said, that is exactly how Kirk Cousins played when he was in a Redskin uniform, especially fucking early on. Uh, before Shanty really got a hold of him, and uh, before McVeigh got a hold of him too, and kind of when he had his best year as a skin, um, that one year when they had all those badasses on that same staff. Uh, do you,
1: you want to save Rivera for bad? Or oh like... yeah, okay. yeah. All right, gotcha. I
0: think he's actually already fucking kidding me. But oh, uh, all right. All right. uh, let's see. Uh, oh. The NFL free pick hit on the pod. Mentioned that, uh, so that's a good hit. Oh, the numbers geek pick of the week on Houston. Never a doubt in that game as they just kicked the ever loving shit out of Pittsburgh. <clears throat> and boys and girls, it is not a debate anymore, especially right now, at least. Uh, CJ Stroud is QB one out of this draft class. And I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close.
1: Yeah, and that gives me the chance to bring up one of my other notes that I've got written down for the good, and and it, and part of it's good, and part of it's a, uh, a little bit of a shame on me uh, for the future. And it's the good is is the Houston offensive line, and they've been missing players in and out. Health, you know, the the players have not all been there. The, the starting file they're supposed to have have not all been there all yet. However, I don't think Tunsil hasn't played yet, has he? No, he's played. he's, oh, he's okay. been in and out. Yeah, but but he wasn't there last week. Uh, they gave up zero sacks to Pittsburgh, and it got me kind of like what like what's going on here? And this is the shame on me part. And I and and going in, into the offseason and from now on, like there will never be this will never happen to me again. And what had, what happened is the offensive coordinator for Houston. He comes from San Francisco. He's part of that tree of he was like the quarterback's coach in San Francisco now he's upgraded to the offense coordinator what do we know about San Francisco or that Shanahan tree when it comes to offensive lines what do we know uh, they're real fucking good and it doesn't really fucking matter exactly who's playing and who's not because they scheme it the fuck up so i should have i should have seen i would have probably been out or you know uh, pushed to take Houston out of uh any unders i certainly wouldn't have uh, been so down on them throughout these first four weeks. So, you know, I, I talk always always about the defensive or uh, coach and quarterback marriage. In this situation, the the coach, the head coach, is a defensive coach from San Francisco. However, you know, a young team, young coach like this, having that young offensive coordinator that comes from that tree, that's. You're just seeing what that's doing, how that's working wonders for not only the offensive line but also Stroud in year one. So yeah, this is a team to watch going forward for sure.
0: Yeah, I've I've been pretty hot on the last couple of weeks. Um, they they burned me. Was it? Oh, it was when the indie game week two. I put them in the contest. They burned me on that. I still don't know how the fuck that happened, but whatever. Um, and, and the other big key. What's the other big key
1: with, with these offenses and these these uh, kind of young. Coaches that come from that tree and people running wide open, and Houston all year long. You're just seeing they're just tricking people, and and you get these easy wide open throws that help a young quarterback find his way, you know, in his first year in the NFL. And that's exactly what you have to have.
0: Yeah, I think I heard a stat today. He's the first quarterback since uh, the '70s. Actually, I think since the merger. As a rookie, his first four games have over 300 yards and two touchdowns in his first four starts, every single game. So, he's balling. He's doing well. Uh, Longhorn hit the Sound on Tennessee, I thought that was easily his best call of the week. Uh, Longhorn, you got any thoughts on that one?
1: <clears throat> uh, just once again, it's it's one of those easy calls. Like, I mean, it's just an easy call. There was lots of easy fucking calls this week you'd have to be a moron to not have a great record this week. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was an easy call. <laughs> it was an, it was an easy call. That's just one that you have to make. Cincinnati coming off a primetime win where the quarterback still did not look good. He just did not look good. And then you had Vrabel coming off an embarrassing loss on the road, coming back home in a dog situation. It was just a smash spot. No brainer.
0: Yeah, I don't like to mention anything negative in the good (laughs) conversation, but uh, Joe Burrow is now either last or second to last in all of our major quarterback stat categories. It's him and Ritter. Those Mm. are your worst two quarterbacks in the NFL currently. Even worse than Kenny Pickett, believe it or not. One Uh, of these things is not like (laughs) the other. Uh, I hit the two-game parlay on the skins and the over that I gave out on the podcast – also, the cows and the teaser I gave out on the podcast, the cows <laughs> down to one, I think, and then uh, the teaser on the under, so teasing that up. Uh, that was off those couple of trends that I gave in those games, and uh, that's a that was that was another off wrong tease. Well, no, the cows went from seven to one, but, but you I, parlayed, but you parlayed it with what? With the the under going up. Yeah, that's that's off. That's a off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From yes, from that perspective. All yes. right,
1: we're gonna have to come up with a. Um, I'm gonna have to come up with a you know little term, some something some with, sort of
0: catchy name for something uh, with
1: wangs and dangs and just <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll find out something to, to call it because you're 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 two for two in the last two weeks on those.
0: Yeah, uh, that was actually three for three because I had the skins too. On oh, then okay. I didn't I say skins. What did I say? Skin. Oh yeah, skins in the over. Because that huge trend and when they play in Philly, not only do they cover. Uh, at whatever 75% clip the games actually go over at like an over an 80 or 90% clip so again I have no fucking explanation for it the skins never score points generally I mean I'm this is since 2012 so think about all the shit offenses that have went through but somehow for whatever reason they go over at the link Uh, I went 3-1-1 in the contest so decent start to the three weeks uh, for me the Rams did give me quite the scare, but thank you very much, Pikachu. He was always my favorite Pokemon, <laughs> and now he's one of my favorite players. And you know what? If they keep running the ball like they are with this new kid they got in there, and Stafford keeps finding his favorite Pokemon, my Rams prediction might just work out, Longhorn. I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. It's looking, it's looking real good uh, on that. Although, you know, Stafford did come up a little... A little gimpy there at the end of the game, so we'll see what Is that's. He not going. always gimpy, Jesus. I oh, know he's no, such we'll, a he's
0: like Big Ben when it comes to that shit. It's like always some sort of fucking drama with that fucking guy. We'll
1: we'll do the injuries at the end, uh. But yeah, that's that's looking good, and uh, it's Puku, not not a uh, Pikachu, but it's you know,
0: it's Amen. whatever. He can call himself whatever he wants to. Just keep catching that fucking football, baby. Absolutely. Uh. All right, last thing I got on the good part, through four weeks, we're looking like a 6-3 and three on our NFL season total wins. That's right on our win expectations in that um, little adventure that we have. Houston, Indy, and Tampa Bay all on pace to beat us currently. So to your Houston point, yeah. Um, and if a rookie quarterback beats us on his win total as rookie year, that's saying something. That is fucking saying something. So we'll see how that goes. You got anything good? Anything else good this on this part? Um, no, that's all the. Well, I mean, you're.
1: I mean, obviously, when you go three zero and one, all of your picks are good. So three you, one and one. Or, or, oh yeah, three one and one. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you. Yeah, I knew when you turned in. Let me just say this. I knew when you turned in your card, uh, cause we share our cards, um, after we submit them, I was, I, I immediately knew that, that I was in, that I was in trouble and it's not because we had opposite picks. I don't think we had any opposite picks. Actually, I just, yeah. you can just look at a card and you can just tell, I was like, I had such, I had such envy of your five when I saw it and I just looked at mine and I, I was like, ugh, so
0: yeah, I had that feeling a couple times in the first three weeks of the season. So. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard, man. It's a hard contest.
0: It is a hard contest. All right, moving on to the bad. Uh, well, college all the way around. Uh, the clients, terrible. My first losing week in the fucking contest, terrible. Mm. College free pick, I don't even remember the last time that fucking didn't hit. Nah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, fucking Tulane, you motherfuckers. And then they go yeah. win the game by like twelve or thirteen, whatever it was, at the end. Like, ah, hey, yeah, we'll just go ahead and score for margin now that it doesn't fucking matter. The game's over. No, no big green waves coming. Yeah, that was unfucking believable. Uh, but UMass Arkansas State under easily my worst call. The over under was fifty five and a half. Well, Arkansas State scored fifty two on their on their own. <laughs> I, so... saw I saw that. <laughs> saw that. That was
1: unbelievable.
0: Yeah, so missed it by that much is mm-hmm. what uh what I'd say on that one. Uh, let's see, danger zone on Vegas, and I'm gonna give Longhorn time to vent on this one. Uh, yeah. you know I thought he made a good handicap on it. Herbert was bad statistically for the game. He did have a couple of big throws and big moments though, but the Chargers did, as my buddy called it, on the fucking podcast, they tried. Every which way but loose to give the Raiders that game, but those Raiders had no intentions <laughs> of winning that fucking game.
1: Oh, no, it wasn't the Raiders. There was there was one person that was in the way of that win, uh, and that was Josh stupid-ass McDaniels. Um, just give me 30 seconds. Maybe it might take a minute here. Josh McDaniels, he gave up in one game. And Mind you, this is a game where the Chargers were without Bosa, without Derwin James. Um, I think there was one more defensive player. Whatever. They had one pass rusher in this game, and they knew that. And Khalil Mack had six sacks in three quarters. Six sacks in three quarters, and they finally... Is
0: that good, though?
1: That's pretty good. They finally sent a tight end over to start chipping and helping. Oh god bless. And you what said. do you know, he had no sacks in the last quarter in the last quarter and that's when they did a lot of their damage. It was unbelievable and I'm just getting started. So they the Raiders threw a touch <clears throat> sorry, they they threw a touchdown that was not called a touchdown and this was this was uh in the fourth quarter. It was short got called short at the one, okay? So they spot at the one. Anybody watching on the 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 screens at the stadium. I'm sure anybody watching on TV, you clearly saw the ball broke the plane. You throw the fucking challenge flag. It's an easy call. It's going to be a touchdown. No, no, no. They rush to the fucking line. They run up. They run a play. They either scored on that that play or the very next play. It doesn't matter. It's the process. He could have. They could have been a fumble. There could have been. There could have been anything that went wrong when you run rush and run that next play. He's got the challenge. It was before. Uh, you know, it was towards the end of the game. So what are you saving your challenge for? Throw the fucking challenge! It's a touchdown. You're gonna win and get another one. It, it's just asinine. He's he's clueless on the sideline. Now let's fast forward. Uh, fast forward. Fast forward. Okay, it's uh, now they're driving down. They got a chance to score and tie the game. It's twenty four seventeen. The the rookie quarterback who played well, considering that he had no help. From the right side from from Mac converts a fourth and ten. They get the ball all the way down to the one yard line. Two and a half minutes left. Down by seven. This again, they're rushing to the fucking line, doing a hurry up for no apparent reason. There's two and a half minutes left. What you should do is just let that clock run all the way down to the two-minute warning. That way when you do score, you leave no time left. For the Chargers, uh, you know, or as little time as possible left for the Chargers. No, no, no. They rush, they rush to the to the line with a rookie quarterback who's had limited time playing. He throws a pick, and it, it should have been the game over. But you know, because the Chargers, Charger, they it they uh, the,
0: Staley did it again.
1: He the the guy that picked the ball off. He he went down, and then Staley. This is the other part on fourth down. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if. I may have a, the timeline off, but... Yeah, yeah no, time, you're right. It, you're right. I think four. that was before... Anyways, on a fourth down and one to seal the... No, this was with three, three and a half minutes left. That's right. With three and a half minutes left, Staley did a quarterback sneak with a quarterback with a broken finger. And, uh, and Vegas Vegas had all their timeouts and a two-minute warning. There was three and a half minutes left. Why are you going for it there? So it's just... These are two coaches who are... I don't maybe Eberflus, I don't know. Th- these are two of the three worst coaches in the NFL and they were both facing each other and both were trying like hell to lose this fucking game. McDaniel's is a joke. He is I mean we should have known he was a joke, you know, when he got his chance in Denver. Uh but but you spend so much time in New England with Tom and Belichick, then I guess you just keep getting chances. He is pathetic as a coach.
0: Pathetic. Well, I hate to add fuel to your fire, but I think I'm going to. Um, so not only does he start the rookie quarterback, who was third on his depth chart, that's fine. You can make that call. You don't want to put uh, Hoyer out there. You no. want to put the rookie. Well, here's what you don't do, though. You don't give Hoyer all the first-team snaps the oh entire week in practice. What? And then on game day, go, yeah, take the ball, Aiden. Holy You're up, kiddo.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. He didn't get any of the first team reps all week long in practice. It was all Brian Hoyer, and he's is, like, "Ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's go with a rookie."
1: That is fireable. That is that's just I mean, how he's not fired? I have what a joke! What a fucking joke!
0: He is an absolute joke, and that just speaks to the six sack thing. That is so fucking Jason Garrett. That game where he tried to break Dak in New Orleans. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, uh, kinda. Yeah. And it's the same, same exact coaching philosophy. He's like, well, man on no a man, my process for your process, we're going to beat you. Which, you know, when he's coaching Tommy, Tommy would have moved the protection. Tommy would have seen that shit coming, knew it was a fucking problem. He'd have seen that shit on film. Like, all right, here's what he I'm going to do. He would have
1: taken care of it himself. Exactly. He he, he, yeah. He would have done just, all the checks. Yes.
0: and but these quarterbacks aren't going to do that. They're, you know, this kid's a this is first fucking start, and you didn't let him practice all week. Not that that would have mattered in that situation, but my god,
1: and I help don't him have, a little bit. And I don't have proof of this because obviously I can't read lips, and and they're not going to ever tell anybody. But after the six sack, like right after, as soon as the six sack happened, they did a pan to the sideline, and they showed Josh McDaniels, and there was some coach. I don't know what he is, but some other coach walks up to him. And he's kind of like, you know, uh, talking in his ear. And I swear to God, I guarantee you, he's like, dude, that, that's six sacks for him. We've got to help the tackle. And, and this was late. And like, this was like third, end of the third quarter. And Josh Mal was like, he's like, he kind of acknowledged, like, okay. And that's when it changed. That's when they put it on. Like, it took three full quarters and six sacks from one dude kicking the shit out of the right tackle for him to <laughs> finally.
0: I mean, are you even watching? Are you watching? <laughs> Oh my God! I don't even. When's the last time Gilmac <clears throat> had six sacks in a season? Uh, Much less than one game.
1: Actually, he had five sacks in one game. They, they were t- because it was historic. He had five sacks in one game years ago, I think, in Buffalo. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been a while.
0: And and there's no pressure. You there's no Bosa. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Who, oh. Yeah, he should he should never have sniffed that kid.
1: Yeah. So all the bad picks that I made this week, I I. The Raiders are not one of them. I, I, I'd make that pick again.
0: Yeah, no. I I loved your handicap on the podcast, and it turned out to be correct. It just, the Raiders out-Raidered the Chargers' charging is all that it came down to, really. <sighs> um <laughs> the <Big laughs> so bad. Those 13s are so fucking bad. They are bad. Uh, the big dick pick on New England turned into a micro-Asian pain. I'm tired of these micro-peens
1: popping up on me.
0: So I'll just I'll let you have the floor now. You can take it over. Uh, obviously, your contest didn't go well. So what what do you think your worst call was? Any more thoughts on that?
1: My worst calls were the panic entries of New England, New Orleans, and what was the other bad call that I had?
0: Um... Well, you got fucked on the Cleveland deal. Yeah, but you
1: know what? I've I've got that written on my uh, super, I'm keeping track of my super Contest, and and I put notes to at the top so to remind me every week. And one of those notes is do not select a team that that has uh, starting quarterback, uh, you know, I- issues going on. Uh, unless it's something like, you know, a Trubisky to pick it or like I love the Raiders situation anyways with Garoppolo, but, but if there's like, you know, a massive, like just don't even chance it. It's not, it's not worth it because we got to submit our picks before, you know, they can make this change. So, um, but no, New England, that was, that was just a terrible pick. It's a terrible pick. Uh, that's, that's actually another thing I've got written down on top of my ledger is do not go against smash spots for the other side. Like, it's if you like the other if you if i like New England plus 7 if it's going to get a smash spot for Dallas don't fuck just take it off don't fucking pick it so you know it's just these are these are mis- these are amateur mistakes for in a contest full of professionals that you just cannot make and it's and it's cost you know it's it's cost me a chance uh you know uh, at the 6 week and you know luckily i'm still 12 and 8 at 60% and that's fine but like these are things that just cannot happen, and these are these are mistakes that at the level that we're at just can't happen. And I've got to take this. This will be the only time I talk about it. Like this is a twenty four hour rule. After today, I'm moving on, and I'll never, I'll never, you know, um, dwell on it again. But like, you got to learn from these type of mistakes, and and that's what I plan on doing.
0: Yeah, that's all you can do. I was with you on New England too. It was my only loss, so I'm just as guilty as you are on it. Um...
1: Didn't you say it was like one of those like. Like just on the podcast, like smash spot for for Dallas and
0: yeah, Dallas Dallas had the numbers and they had definitely uh, one of our better buckets. So I went against I went against my own shit too. Uh, mm. I just had too much faith in that plus seven. And I'll kind of get to the most disappointed part of that. And they are you fucking kidding me? But man, I I don't know. I I don't know what I would have. I mean, I know I had Minnesota in, but I don't think I would have taken New England out. I think they were pretty entrenched, so I can't even say that I made a bad substitution. I just, it was just a bad call.
1: That sexy number, just that sexy seven. And I knew it
0: was, I knew that, here's what I'm (laughs) so mad about. I knew it was a fucking square dog. I knew it was a square dog. I knew it would be one Mm -hmm. of the number one plays in the fucking contest. I knew that, I knew that, and I knew that. But I was like, yeah, but. You know, check in the red zone. Yeah. And, and what really pisses me off is they did what we said they were going to do in the red zone. The Cowboys didn't score in the red zone until the very last trip into the red zone when the game was over. New England had already fucking quit, and Dallas had really quit, too. Handed, they handed off three times to the fullback from the two-yard mm. line. Oh, my God. And New England finally just said, fuck it, and let them in. That was their first red zone touchdown in the last nine trips. And if somehow the fullback would have fell over... Then they still would be over. So that part of the fucking handicap, we fucking nailed. But, you know, when you give up two defensive touchdowns in the first goddamn half, it's not going to go well for you. No. No. That's all I got on that. <clears throat> all right, moving on to the. Oh, R, you fucking kidding me? And I got quite a bit in this section, but I do have to start. I don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, this is absolutely. The Are You Fucking Kidding Me of the Year, I don't think it'll be top. Now, thankfully for us and for all the things made of glass around my house, this didn't happen to us, Uh, (laughs) but it did happen to a lot of people. So, James Franklin for Penn State, he's the head coach. He's the big, bald guy. He's a dickhead, uh, but he's a hell of a coach. But he's made it very clear that there's a handful of these college coaches now that aren't making bones about knowing the lines anymore. He's made it very oh, yeah. clear that he knows the number, and he's going to cover that number if if at all fucking possible. He's going to mm-hmm. fucking cover the number. Now, Northwestern was getting 27. They're in line to cover. They're down by 21 with two minutes left. They throw a pick, and immediately, if you have Northwestern, your heart is in your throat because you just know they're going to return this for a touchdown and fuck you. And he tried. The kid tried, but he got tackled. So you're saying, thank God. Then your next prayer is, please, God, please tell James Franklin not to fuck me in the ass. Please. There's two minutes left just taking me. Where were please. they at? Where were they at on the on They were the, on the 35-yard line of Northwestern. Okay. <clears throat> two minutes to go in the game, four knees, and we're out. So you're saying, please, please, please. <laughs> or if they run it, please, somebody just tackle them. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was watching. James Franklin, the biggest dick and wanting to cover of all time, sends his second-string quarterback out. And then, on top of that, they get in victory formation, Longhorn. They're going to knee the ball and end the game. And all those people with Northwestern had the balls to take Northwestern plus 27. What a great handicap, great call. You're going to win your money. Oh, my God. You gotta don't. just be, you gotta be just, oh, you feel so fucking good. You're like, yes, we fucking this, won.
1: This is setting up, don't tell me that
0: Northwestern called timeouts. No. No. Okay. There was okay. no chance they were gonna do that. So back and and keep in mind, this is what makes this is what makes it even more deliciously fucking terrible. The second string quarterback is in, not the starter, backup. Mm-hmm. Victory formation. Goes to take the knee. Oh, but wait. It's a fake. He throws the jump pass to like a four-string tight end who's wide open in the middle of the field and runs for a 30-yard touchdown to fuck everybody in the ass.
1: There is no way that. Yes,
0: dude. A fake kneel down with a backup quarterback to get the cover. Oh,
1: my God.
0: I've never I've never dreamed in a million years that was ever would be a possibility of a way to lose a fucking game and that happened to those oh. poor
1: bastards
0: that so had Northwestern. Penn
1: State is an auto play then
0: they, well, they got well, I mean aut- they sh- they really shouldn't have covered that spread but
1: they did I know so yeah they they have to be an autoplay because even if the line is right going forward, they're, they still, you know, you got your, you know, your expect, expectations to cover. As long
0: but, as they're the right side. Yeah, sure. I mean, and Northwestern's never going to beat them. So yeah, you can just say, yeah, fuck, that's an auto play. You know, if they're on the right, if
1: they're the right side, they're going to cover, you know, expect every so often. But now we know that even if it's the wrong side. There, there's a there's a handful of times like they're auto play that that's that's I'm, I'm taking Penn. State. I don't know who they play the rest of the year. I'm taking them every single time because they're they're not going to adjust. Like there's no way the line mac maker, line makers are going to adjust properly. No, they
0: can't. Everybody would right. hammer them. Everybody right. would so, hammer them.
1: Yeah. So just mark it down. Penn State will be that's an auto play for me the rest of the, the rest of the year.
0: I mean, look, man. There's a lot of shit that these coaches do. Harbaugh's one of them. <clears throat> Lane Kiffin's one of them. You know, they'll run hurry up offense. They'll do everything they can. They'll kick meaningless field goals to cover spreads. They'll do all that shit. It's all terrible, but it's all at least in the scheme of the game a little bit. This was the ultimate nut kicking because not only did he do it, but he sent the backup quarterback in there so he could get a touchdown on his fucking stat sheet and to even further throw Northwestern off the scent that he was even going to try that. And if you had the under, guess what? That put the game over too, so you got fucked twice. Twice. Yeah, I mean,
1: I at this point, it, it's you know like. You might see a player. What's oh, that old movie where the football player pulls a gun out and starts shooting people on his way to? The, like, like oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing he won't do. Like, here, here, here's my nine millimeter. We need this. We need this score to cover. Go out there, and do what you got to do. I mean, there's nothing this guy won't do to get the cover.
0: I mean, I thought I had seen every, and that's what I love about. That's what I love about football, um, <laughs> especially college, because crazy shit happens. Because in the NFL, they just go down when they intercept the ball at the end of the game. They don't give a fuck. But in college, I mean, you do, It's such a fucking crapshoot. You never fucking know. And the craziest shit happens. But this, boys and girls, that took the goddamn cake. That was unbelievable. Fantastic. All right. Uh, on from that, uh, Riverboat Ron, you asked if I was going to get to that. Uh, you're no longer Riverboat Ron. <laughs> you are now Ron. I'm the biggest bitch in the history of the Ugh. fucking world. Rivera, uh, set the stage skins have fought their ass off. Went down by seven late. Come all the way down the field. Sam Howe drives him all the way down. Scores the touchdown to get within one. Time's basically expired. There's no not going to be more football. You're going to overtime. Unless, you know, you go for two and just go try to win the fucking game. But no, what do they do? Nah, we'll kick the extra point and leave our fate up to a coin toss. I mean, what a fucking... You're on the road. You're You're not going to win anything. You're... That's the best team in your division, whatever. Maybe Dallas. You gotta go try to win that fucking game in one fucking play.
1: Yeah, it's not even worth getting upset about because it's so obvious that it's almost like you feel bad. Like, like, are you okay, Ron? Like, like, I mean, are you are you mentally okay? Like, everybody knows when you're on the road against a better team, you go for two. Like, this is obvious, and the fact that he didn't do that, the, the coaching did. Did you in this hear league, his reasoning?
0: Uh, I don't
1: think, I don't think so. What was it? Oh, that?
0: that made it even better. Oh, his reason why they didn't go for two, the one play. Well, the offense is really gassed, you know, it was a kind of a long drive and the offense. they've is been, gassed? you know, yeah, they was read a really fast clip. Like, okay. They so get what, gassed. That's not how it works. What makes more sense? Ask them to run one play from two yards or ask them to take the ball again and drive the length of the fucking field and try to score another touchdown. I don't know. What I takes think- more effort? I think
1: we got a little bit of a, a Biden situation going on with Rivera. I don't think he's fit for the job. Uh, yeah, mentally.
0: he he has got to be fucking fired immediately. This guy, I don't know. I don't know what what he has on the NFL or whatever. I'm, I used to say this all the time about Jeff Fisher. I don't know what he has on fucking mm-hmm. Goodell or what hey, it is. But speaking Jesus.
1: Of, speaking of coaches on the hot seat, I don't know if you saw the press conference for Belichick after the game uh, and, and, and how he was getting pressed on that. Uh, but just real quickly, he, and you, you know, Belichick gives you nothing in press conferences. We know that, but it's when you stump him and you catch him in a, um, in a word trap, you're doing something. And not only are you doing something, that means he's doing something wrong. And what happened was the reporter asked him, uh, you know, why did you pull, um Mac Jones in the in the third quarter like with 3 minutes left yada 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 whatever he's like oh i didn't see any i didn't see any reason to keep him out there and you know there's there was a couple more questions and then and then it was the the reporter said well um why did you put why did you keep Jude on out there till the end of the fourth quarter and there was a 10 5 to 10 second pause
0: Oh no, he went oh, up. Uh,
1: they they <laughs> he, they got him. They trapped him and and his finally after a long pause his answer was well, you got to put somebody out there. Like <laughs> like oh my god, like I mean, are we seeing the end of Belichick? Like you you pull your third your your shitty quarterback in the third quarter and you leave out your some of your best defensive players? And your reasoning for him is, uh, oh, you know, I didn't see any point of, of leaving him out there. <laughs> and then he gets stumped with that. Well, why'd you leave Jude on at the end of the fourth quarter in a blowout? And now he's done. Is he done for the year?
0: Uh, they, Biceps,
1: uh, that's, it's usually done for the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a significant amount of time. They didn't say for the year quite yet. So, yeah, the great Belichick just got word trapped by a reporter. That was amazing. That leads beautifully into the rest of my Are You Fucking Kidding Me segment. So, Here's the, are you fucking kidding me? The lack of effort for some of these shit teams in the NFL this week. Uh, Mm. Other than, you know, the Jets, who fought their asses off, and Las Vegas, who fought to the fucking end. I know, fighting with one hand behind their back, but whatever, they fought. The rest of these fucking teams, New England, zero fucking effort. I never Mm. thought I'd see a team quit on Belichick. They fucking quit. (laughs) Cincy, zero fucking effort. Carolina. I mean, what the fuck was that even? The uh, Bears in the second half just completely fucking died. Arizona, who up to this week had shown a lot of fight, uh, uh, I'm
1: gonna go finish your finish your thing, but I'll I'll come back on
0: that one. Well, I warned on the podcast, the effort does start to dry up when there's no chance of winning. In the fourth quarter, they it got didn't. fucking plowed.
1: It, it, it didn't though. Like like I'll just go ahead and do it now. Like Ertz, that after they got down, whatever the final score was, which it's right here. Do uh, you got it? You got it on you.
0: I don't. Uh,
1: I've got it right here. It was 35-16. to 16. Well, you think that last punch out by San Fran and this team's just going to quit. Well, they didn't. They drove all the way down the field. They had the ball at the end of the game, and Zach Ertz is wide open. It was only, about, it was only like a 10, 15-yard pass. It wasn't long. Wide open at the goal line. Perfect pass. It's not like he, nobody was on him. It's not, like he, it's not like he was draped by anybody. It's just a perfect pass. He's walking in for a touchdown and the cover, and he literally drops it right in his hands. Uh so so they didn't oh my quit. God. They didn't quit. They like they just keep fighting, but but um they didn't cover.
0: You're right. They didn't. Oh, well, they didn't. I had him in my online <laughs> contest, so thank you very much. I did not know that he dropped a fucking touchdown. Wide open. Uh and I bring up all these teams though, because basically it was their last chance to salvage anything out of did their you say season. Pittsburgh? Uh no, because I brought up these teams in particular because it was their last chance to salvage Anything else, I think Pittsburgh's two and two. So no, well, how, how but, are they two and two? I don't know. But they're <laughs> all these teams I just mentioned, their season's over. Since he might as well just shut Burrow down. Uh he's not healthy. Get him healthy and try again next year. McDaniels, like you said, he's got to be fired immediately. Uh Arizona needs to put uh Thune in it or Tune or whatever. Yeah, Tune from Houston in there. Let him play the rest of the year. They're not going anywhere anyway. Carolina needs to be pre- prepared to take another quarterback because I'm sorry, Bryce Young is not an NFL quarterback. Well, they quarterback. can't. They don't have a first-round pick. Well, they're fucked there then. Chicago <laughs> needs to trade Fields for a back. Uh, I don't know a box of footballs and some field chalk and get ready to start over. They are in the line for the first two picks of the draft right now. Al- by the way, Atlanta
1: needs to call them. Atlanta needs to call
0: Chicago right now, immediately. And New England, like I guess it. You said it, and I'm calling it. It's time for Bill to retire. It's time. Look. He doesn't need this frustration in his life. He's got the most fucking Super Bowls ever. You know, maybe Andy Reid ties it. Maybe you don't. I doubt it. Uh, the McCookie Monster is not an NFL quarterback, and that means you have to start over again. It's just, it's just time to go for Bill. Like he needs to go, and he, he doesn't need this in his life. He's almost seven. I think he is over seventy years old at this point. Like, dude, just move on. But it is time to hit the reset. On every team that I just fucking listed, it's time to and, do something and else. Now,
1: and now he's getting stumped by reporters. Like,
0: would would that ever fucking happen to Bill
1: Belichick? Ever? Never. It would never, never fucking happen. And and here is the deal. Like, I mean, what are they? One and three? Is that what the what's the Patriots record? One and three? yeah.
0: Every, everybody I just listed is either one and three or zero oh and four now. Okay, so. so
1: they're one and three. Let's let's assume they keep losing because it's it's not it's you know they're they're losing defensive players now and Mac Jones sucks. Let's assume they have a top five seven pick. You really want Belichick picking the new quarterback?
0: I don't think so. No, I don't. If I'm a New England fan, that's for goddamn sure. Uh, <laughs> that guy had one horseshoe up his ass, and his name was Tom Brady, and he's gone now. So I don't yeah. think that you can do that twice. Uh, I agree. And I agree. even if you do, you're plus seven years. Like, It's just time. It's just time. Like I said, walk away, and we'll all forget about this year, you know, in five years when you go into Canton – yeah, and everybody will be just, there,
1: just like his, just like his his uh, teacher, Parcells. I mean, just he, uh, you yeah. Know, Par- Parcells held on a little too long, and you know he still had some good years. But like you know, they, they just hold on just a little too long, and the game passes them by a little bit, and it usually ends not pretty.
0: All right, let's do some look ahead now. So I'll hit the college real quick. There are two huge, and I mean huge, football games this week in college. As Akron takes on Northern Illinois and Ohio host Kent State. Maction, baby! No? Um, Maction? Yeah, that, uh,
1: no. No. that's okay. going to be a no. That's going to be a no for me. All right, well, let's see. That's I got a
0: some no, no for me, dog. <laughs> I got some notes on some other smaller matches. Let's see. Oh, Texas and OU play this weekend. Is that a big game? I think it is. Yeah, I'll be there in person. Maybe not. In the stadium, but maybe in the stadium. It's just kind of up in the air. We'll see. Well, Texas, six and a half points currently. uh, I don't have the numbers yet in front of me to do our power ratings, but Texas laying anything under a touchdown is good for me. Last week, I did go ahead and project this line just to give me a baseline. I had Texas minus 10 uh, before last week's game. Now, OU is just a paper tiger, man, and they're about to get exposed. They could have lost to SMU. They should have fucking lost to Cincy. Meanwhile, Texas has not really been challenged by anybody, and yours is looking better every week. Texas actually got their running game uh, together last week, which is good. So that's another positive sign, and their defense is fucking nasty up front, man, and OU is – their offense is not great. Um, You can look inside any kind of uh, advanced metrics you want to. They're not a great offense, and if you're going to beat Texas, you're going to have to fucking score the ball. I'm telling you that right now, so – Anything under a touchdown, and I definitely like Texas there. Now, uh, the other big game this week, the Aggies hosting Alabama. Alabama, two-and-a-half-point favorites. That is the shortest dog that the Aggies have been to Bama since joining the SEC. I already bet uh, Bama on an early bet in my own book. I don't think A&M has the kind of dynamic offense that it takes to beat Alabama, uh bama's quarterback isn't good at throwing the ball but he's getting better a little bit every week and their offense is starting to form around him much like they did uh jalen hurts back in the day so they're kind of going back to a little bit of old school alabama and a lot of people are kicking talking about old coaches a lot of people are kicking dirt on Saban's grave after that texas game telling them it's time for him to move on but i'm not one of them so i think roll tie from he here at this number especially now if it gets the three or above, we're going to have to look at some power ratings and fi- figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely go with Bama, minus 2.5 there. Longhorn, what do you got on the NFL?
1: Well, before I get to the look-ahead lines and leans, uh, just a real quick rundown of the injuries that happened to some of the major players, and you can add whatever ones I, I may have missed. Tredavious White, huge loss for Buffalo cornerback. Yeah, it's a big loss for them. So it's just a tough break for him. T Higgins broken ribs. We'll see how that plays out. But like you said, Cincinnati they're dead is, anyway. They're in trouble. But you know it's going to matter for for making picks and stuff. Uh, Evans went came up lame with a hamstring. I have not heard the update on him on how serious that hamstring is going to be for Tampa Bay. Well, uh, you won't for a while because they're on a bye. So okay, so so he might be okay. We'll see what that rest does for him. Armstead, left tackle for Miami. He—that's a key player for them. When they when he's not in there, that's that's trouble for that offense. So let's keep an eye on that and see what happens. You already mentioned Judon and Christian Gonzalez, who was uh, just been a beast cornerback for them. Uh, so that defense has falling apart for New England. And the last one, Miles Garrett. He uh, he was in a boot after the game. I haven't heard how serious it was. He, he I think he I don't think he missed any time, um, but. Uh, you know, anytime a player is in a boot after a game, that is troublesome. Uh, look ahead lines. Uh, do you have current lines pulled up?
0: I can get them one second.
1: Go ahead and pull up the current lines because I'm gonna. I put these in um, early this morning. And I'm curious if there's been any movement. I've got four bets, small bets that I've already made, and uh, one of them is it is those are those Arizona Cardinals because I'm not going to give up on them because I saw a fight. Again, they drove down with the game over and had the game or the um, cover touchdown in the hands. Uh, I got them at three and a half against the dead Cincinnati Bengals. What is it currently at?
0: Currently is at three painted across the board.
1: Okay, so so caught that half uh, at a good, good spot. And the other one, one of the other ones I got are the Rams. I caught them at four and a half. What are they painted at?
0: Four and a half still.
1: Okay, so no value there yet. And then one ugly one that I know nobody is going to like, but this is along those lines of what I was talking about earlier of you just... Um, it's, not, it's not as obvious as the ones I talked about, but it's one of those just, you know... The, you're you're a handicapper, make these hard calls. I took Atlanta minus one and a half um, coming back home. So w-
0: what are they at right now? <clears throat> Atlanta bouncing between one and one and a half. So it's pretty much split. And um,
1: remind, re-
0: remind me who they're playing. They're home versus the Texans.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's why, because Texans off a huge win going to Atlanta. Ritter has not lost at home. So it was just one of those kind of spots. And I'll, we'll see how that line uh, bounces going forward now the one that I that that I this is probably my favorite one is I caught the San Francisco 49ers minus three at home the big game against Dallas I'm curious how you think this line is going to go throughout the week
0: well it's already up to three and a half across the board so okay
1: so what do you and then as as you know it's only Monday so as Wednesday Thursday Friday like what do you think this line's going to do
0: I think it'll keep getting bought back down to three and keep bouncing up during the week, now on game day, it's anybody's guess. Those are two hugely bet public teams. I can't really make a call. We're able to close, uh, so
1: pro- probably just right around three, three and a half. Then, so no, no, no real value there. Uh, any early? Well, there's there's value between three and three
0: and a half. For oh, sure. for sure. But any any um, any thoughts? Early thoughts on that game? Uh, I mean, San Francisco is just a matchup nightmare for Dallas. They have been exactly. for years, and exactly. they're. I said it on the podcast coming into the year. Dallas is who they are. They're a very good football team. I didn't see any improvement in them coming to the season, which means they were going to win double-digit games and go to the playoffs. Maybe they win the division. Maybe they don't, depending on how, kind of how Philly went. That's exactly where we're at through four weeks. I don't feel any differently about them. They've, lost, they've had one bad game against Arizona, and they've kicked the ever-loving shit out of everybody else. So, And San Francisco has kicked the shit out of everybody so far. I think these are the two best teams in the NFC. Um, it, it, you, yeah, it's just you, matchup.
1: That's all it is. It's, it's just yeah, the styles that's, that's make fights. That's exactly it. like I mean, I picked. Obviously, everybody knows I picked Dallas to go to Super Bowl. The only way that happens is if, however the seeding works out, that somebody clips off San Francisco for them. Like it's just yeah, they, they can't, can't
0: they can't go there with no, San Fran being the number one seed.
1: No, so that, that they need Philly to clip off San Fran and then and in Dallas have the ability to clip off uh Philly. That's their that's their really only path to the Super Bowl, but yeah.
0: And that da- in Dallas, I mean, they match up well against Philly. You know, they're not they're definitely obviously not scared of Hurts at all. Um uh, and Philly matches up well against San Fran. We saw that. Now, to be fair to San Fran, Purdy goes down. That's, you know, that changes the dynamic of that game. I don't think they were going to win anyway, but I that's easy to say now.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say.
0: That's all I got. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the are you fucking baby! <laughs> All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a great time to go to that website, thefootballgloryhole.com, thefootballgloryhole.com, and check out those free picks that I said are on fire. What's our record on that? Is that seven and three? Seven and three. Seven and three free picks. So it costs you literally nothing, nothing, other than typing in thefootballgloryhole.com and going and checking out those free picks. Um, When you do that, if you're feeling a little frisky, click on the college tabs. Click on the NFL tabs or click on the combo tabs and check out those fantastic lowest in the business prices that we offer. Uh, when you do that or you subscribe to our podcast, the Football Glory Hole Podcast, we become partners for life and of us, it's in a usually, mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard on money in the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend. And join in on the fun of watching football, drinking
0: beer, and never
1: pay a bookie again.
0: Yeah, ah, damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us sip, baby!